the new era of the apostles of the Lamb, the kingdom age is at hand, it is upon you. Diving in for a quick study, God's making a quick work in your heart as you open up to receive the overflow of the fountain of life, the fountain of righteousness, apart from which there is no love or wisdom, wisdom and truth. So whatever it is that you're facing today, God's dealing with it in a great way. A greater peace, a greater clarity in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit. All the obstacles are being washed away at the staff of Moses parting the Red Sea for you to walk across on dry land. <laughs> it's wonderful. Worship you, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Holy One, Ancient of Days. Rock of ages out of which the fountain of righteousness springs forth. And we're passing our tests by the grace of God. I passed my test last night, celebrating that today. It seems that whenever I have a test that involves facing potential death, <laughs> physically. It always ends up being a uh, Queen of Sheba test. We pass our tests, and one of the words for the prophetics of that encounter for this season was Queen Hindike Axiom Axum, Queen of Sheba, something that you're becoming It's more than human. We're on our journey of metamorphosis in the fountain of righteousness. In this cocoon of agape love and trust. Oh yes, the trust, the test was the test of Jesus coming to me, telling me that he was going to end my life and kill me. <laughs> I could hear like the demons, that's not my Jesus. God would never ask me to sacrifice anything like Isaac. You know, what do people value more than their own lives? I mean, Abraham valued Isaac more than his own life, so that was his test. We're just that selfish. <laughs> Praise God. Well, at some point during the test, I had to say, you know, God is good, his judgments are good. And uh, 
the thing he had told me was, you know, don't worry about it. There's a resurrection. So it's like, oh yeah, great, very comforting. <laughs> but, but, but I wanted to stay and finish. Okay, okay. Okay. It's okay, calm down. And after I passed my test, I find out, congratulations, it was just a test. You have completed such and such course requirement. Alright. Well, praise God. Isn't that great? <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> it's such a privilege. Anyway, I'm praying for you. Pass your tests. I want to encourage you in the midst of your tests, look to Jesus and ask him for help to pass your tests. That's the only way I've made it so far. It's a promise in, I believe it's 1 Corinthians 10. Alright. Uh, let's see. This is a quick study, so I'll try to keep it moving along here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I came across this title the other day about the uh, 12 patriarchs, the testament of the 12 patriarchs. And that caught my eye, and I was like, oh, we're going to have to look that up. The very next day, Brandon looks at me and says, Oh man, you got to check this out. This testament of the 12 patriarchs and all this podcast and it's the guy that does the videos of Enoch that we love so much with the boomy narrator voice that sounds like like out of Lord of the Rings or something I know I get to check it out I believe Brandon shared that in the RLM group on Facebook you can join that check out the links after the show so any one of the things in here that he shared with me was that Rebecca the wife of Isaac had prophesied over Jacob, her son, the father of the patriarchs, when he was yet young and unmarried, that he would have 12 sons and that would be born under the 12 different star signs in the book of Jubilees, chapter 25. And so here we're looking at 12 different star signs, 12 tribes in 12 months. In the book of Numbers, there is a correlation between each of the 12 tribes of Israel to the 12 months of the Jewish year. And that is from something called Parshat Naso, which is the inauguration in Numbers 421 through uh, chapter 7, verse 89, which is the inauguration of the portable holy temple known as the Tabernacle. Its construction was led by Bezalel and Aholiav. And each of the twelve days of inauguration, a prince from a different tribe would bring his offering to the altar. And they had the day one of the inauguration. It would be in a certain month, and it would go on for twelve days. And so with that, it connects the, you know, day of the month to the tribe on that particular day when they gave their offering. So the correlation of the 12 tribes to the 12 months comes from the inauguration of the portable holy temple, the portable tabernacle where, of God, where 12 princes, one from each of the 12 tribes, bring a gift to the altar. 
for the twelve apostles of the end times and the beginning of the kingdom age. It is twelve princes representing each tribe, bringing a sacrifice or a gift into the Son of Righteousness, Jesus Christ. Twelve tribes and twelve apostles. We have an altar from which those who serve the tent or the tabernacle have no right to eat. It's written in Hebrews 13. We have an altar from which those who serve the tabernacle have no right to eat. 1 Corinthians 10.18, consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? Those who eat the sacrifices are participants in the altar, or partners in the altar, participants. Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood or you cannot be my disciple. The priest eats from the altar in the Old Covenant. In the New Covenant, to even be a disciple of Jesus, you must eat his flesh and drink his blood. Right before this topic of the altar, he says in Hebrew 13, Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. And you can see how it's that sexual purity, that moral purity and moral resurrection from among the dead while yet in the body, by Christ inside minded realizing the glory. It's okay, so you realize the glory, now what are you going to do with it? Moral resurrection while yet in the body, into the altar of the Son of Righteousness. Where twelve princes, twelve pearl gates, in the sun of righteousness, through the roots of David, from the tree trunk up into the tree, there is a verse. The Lord was talking to me last night about the tree trunks. And you gotta see this. For my prophetic friends, you guys will love this. Okay. Mark 8, 24, and this is in, a, in the TLB. This is the blind man that Jesus healed. Can you see anything now? Jesus asked him. The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see men, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like tree trunks walking around. Tree trunks. Not just giant full-fledged trees, but they look like tree trunks.
And then you can also... Oh yeah, okay, that's good. Tree trunks. Not a full-fledged cosmic tree of righteousness blazing up through the second heavens to the third heavens, but just a, a, a trunk just chopped off. Do you, if, do you remember? Do you remember that it was written of those that tree trunk, that stump, a tender shoot coming up, the seed line of Christ, out of the roots of David, the stump, a tender shoot, the seed line of Christ, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the seed line, the bloodline of Christ, in his blood, new covenant, grace. Grace that allows you to choose your master, to choose who you serve, but choose carefully. To rise into the sun, I see all men as tree trunks. We want to enter in that tender shoot by the blood of the lamb. We have an altar. We have an altar that they cannot, they have no right to eat from. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? If you eat and partake of the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, are you not a participant in the altar? The passage goes on to say that you cannot drink the cups of demons and the cup of the Lord. Whichever one you're drinking, the other one will automatically be neglected. The time of decision and mercy gives everyone a chance to repent and change until the time of judgment at the end of the period of tolerance for a time when the standard of righteousness is raised and the preaching of the prophets and the apostles goes forth to warn the people of the error of their ways. At this point, they cannot claim ignorance because the prophet has spoken. And now understand these cups of demon and the demons and the cups of the Lord. What does it mean that you can't drink from both? In each day, in each hour, in each decision, in each moment, each thought that you take captive, and cause it to be obedient unto Christ. Each inclination of the heart that gets circumcised as you choose to put the will and the word, the living word of God, into your spiritual stomach to blaze through your heart and circumcise your heart. Rend your heart and not your garments. You choose the Prince of Peace instead of the way of chaos, the truth instead of the lie. 
You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the other things are added to you. Back to the twelve tribes, twelve months. These also correlate to the twelve signs of the zodiac of the constellations which were originally designed by God to tell his story of creation and redemption in the heavens. In the Psalms it is written, The heavens declare the glory of God. It is written. During the Jewish leap year, there are 13 months. 12 tribes, 12 months. What is about this Jewish leap year? 13 months. The 13th of the tribes is that of Dinah, the redemption of woman, corresponding to the full salvation of the soul. The woman rising. The soul, living sacrifice of fire, completes the capstone generation and the building of the 12,000 of each tribe. And for the end of time, the redemption of woman. From the Gospel of Thomas, Simon Peter said to them, Let Mary, let Mary go out from among us, Mary Magdalene. Let Mary go out from among us, for women are not worthy of the life. Jesus said, Look, I will lead her, that I may make her male. Spirit. That I may make her male, in order that she too may become a living spirit, a living spirit, resembling you males. For every woman who makes herself male will enter into the kingdom of heaven a regeneration a living spirit in Christ there is no male or female it is written in the kingdom of darkness all they have is the counterfeit of God's design so what is that counterfeit of bisexuality duality, transsexual, transgendered, all that nonsense. It's a perversion of the things unseen. Simple as that. Every good and perfect thing that's come down from the creator of the father of lights, father of spirits, has always been corrupted and perverted and used and twisted and lied about from generation to generation by the father of lies. You're either going to drink from the father of lights or the father of lies. That's the difference between being in the sun, being in the stars, father of lights, starry lights of heaven that reflect the brightness of the creator. They have no light of their own. Without the substance of Jesus that fills all things, there could be no life, there could be no light. But he's giving us a choice to choose to drink from the Father of lights or the Father of lies. 
to become the angel-like sons of God that we might enter into the kingdom age on earth as it is in heaven. We are in a transition time now. There is a transition matrix coming forth before the earth and the sky and the heavens are rolled up like a scroll. Volunteers in the age of the time, the day of his power. This thirteenth constellation, the head of which became the heart of the zodiac, the lineage of Mary Magdalene, out of whom Jesus cast seven demon principalities, the seven abominations of the Antichrist spirit, written about in Proverbs 6. The thirteenth constellation, the head of which became the heart of the zodiac, the lineage of Mary Magdalene, out of whom Jesus cast seven demon principalities, the seven abominations of the Antichrist spirit, written about in Proverbs 6. This is the prophecy of Bob Jones, the end of the age, the church age, the great harvest, the woman, the X-Factor, according to Bob Jones, the time coming forth of those who do not die physically. In the Pilgrim's Progress, wonderful book. Christian at the end of his journey, after all the trials and the trials and temptations and challenges on his path, his journey, and he marked out ahead of time for those who would come after him, and those who came after him had a much easier time than him and his companions that went first, because they made warnings along the way signs, they posted signs, they wrote letters, marking out the path and warning of the dangers and how to adhere to the path more correctly. Wisdom from what they suffered so that others after them would not have to suffer those same defeats, those same losses. As long as they adhere to the warning signs, follow the instructions. And at the time when Christian and his companion they come to the end of the road and he's ready to enter into the heavenly city and he has to pass through the waters of death and he looks to it I think it's either the Lord or his the angel from the Lord giving him the instruction and he asks is there no other way other than crossing through death, physical death, to enter in. And the angel says to him, there is, there is another way. But only few men have walked in it, Enoch and Elijah. 
who did not taste death. And when I read that as a child, you know, in the kids' picture book version of this book, I saw in my mind's eye, and I saw it in that gift of a seer, I didn't understand it at the time, but I saw the path. And I asked the Lord, if you would please grant me that path of Enoch, that if there be any way possible to learn and to walk in that way, in that path. And it was just so wonderful and mysterious and glorious, and it made me feel something in the depths of my being that as a little kid I couldn't understand, but I was just, just enthralled by it. And for us to be, you know, standing here, sitting here together today, together as a tribe on this journey to open up the way for an Enoch generation, a generation of righteousness, is just a dream come true. So I'm so thankful for you being on this journey with us and being here with me today. And it's just, it's so beautiful, this, the works of righteousness that will glorify our Father to make his dream come true of raising up a righteous generation, a people that will finally go up the mountain and be made holy as he is holy. And listen to this instruction of Jesus that said, be perfect as my father and heaven is perfect. Let this be the generation that rises. Let this people of this tribe and those to come walk in the way, the truth and the life that highway of holiness, restores of the ancient path, that ancient path. That so few have walked on. Let there be grace for us to walk in that way. Highway of holiness. marriage of the realms, the kingdom of heaven on earth as it is in heaven, the culmination of that, the Lord's prayer. And the restoration of all things, the expulsion of the wicked and all evil, the time that the people of God come to a great time of great harvest, that billion soul harvest that would come to know the Father, restored to the Father, and the fulfillment of the prophecy of Elijah turning the children back to the Father. And those who walk as Enoch walked and pleased God with faith, righteousness, holiness, justice, true love, agape love, staff of Moses, the chariots of Elijah, the path of Enoch, for this generation, in Jesus' name, amen, be blessed, and we'll see you at the bar.